Welcome to the More Than OK podcast, a well-being and family podcast about tips, strategies and stories on how to be more than OK. I'm Belinda Bray. I am a wife, a mum and a teacher and I love learning about well-being and I love taking what I've learnt into my everyday life, into my family and into my classroom and I'm excited to bring you along the journey so you can be more than OK. Welcome to More Than Okay, a family podcast to help you and your family to be more than okay. Today we're talking about grief and I just want to preempt you. We will be talking about death. We have a wonderful guest who's come in to talk to us and she's going to tell her story of the death of a loved one. So I just want to give you a moment to think about where you're at and we don't want to trigger you. Uh, but we want to give you the opportunity to know what we're going to talk about before we get in too deep. So please be safe, guard your heart. Some of the topics today could just be sad, and but we are hopeful for finding God even in this very sad story. So today we have got a lovely guest in with us today. Her name is Kylie Burrell, and she is a parent of our college and a member of our church. Hi, Kylie. Hello, Belinda. Um, I first met Kylie, it, the first time I met you was at a women's event yep. and you shared your story and it was so raw and so sad and I was just so impressed that you could stand and tell the story and then you pulled out a guitar and sang a song about it and I just thought, <laughs> this woman is amazing to take all of that and have such a beautiful heart to share that to help others. So I'm really pleased that you're here mm, and thank you. and I'm really looking forward to hearing your story today. Thank you. I'm stoked to be invited and I've been getting so much out of your podcast. So thank you for doing oh. them. Thank you for being brave. I feel like this is harder than doing that once <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yes, the yeah. things we do. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so your story is really sad. Yeah. Um, how would you like to share your story? today well, i'll just share it out right now i guess yeah, great just spill it out <laughs> um so it was almost eight years ago now um i was happily married to the man of my dreams he was adventurous and he loved the lord and we served in the church together we led the youth group together and we lived out at charleville and we had three kids four four years old three years old and one year old and i was just pregnant but no one knew yet oh. and um yeah, we had this lovely life and then he had always he had more and more adventurous dreams and I I think he was the cat with nine lives that literally <laughs> lived every one of those nine lives but he um finally wanted to get his gyrocopter license and I knew he was a better husband when he was doing crazy wild things. So in the end, I learned to encourage him in these things. We'd been married for 5 years and I'd learned along the way to encourage him in these things. So um, we had an opportunity to get a loan to buy this gyrocopter. And I was like, yes, you have to do this. You've been wanting this all your life. He'd mucked around with like remote control planes and all these hang gliders, all the things, paragliders. And now it was finally up to the gyrocopter, which he could use for work and mustering. And um, so that was cheaper than a helicopter. So he'd finally got his license and he was doing his first day of um, paid work, which was literally like the last thing off his bucket list. I wow. kid you not. I, I think back now and I'm like, he literally ticked off everything on his bucket list. And this was like the last one was to get a flying machine that he could do for work. And so he was doing it with friends he loved on the property that we met on. Wow. And 
he crashed the gyrocopter and he passed away straight away on impact. Um, and it is not a fluke that I happened to be visiting my parents down in uh, here in Brisbane. Um, and I only visited them like twice a year because Charleville's a good eight to ten yeah. hours away. So it was it was a god incident that I was there. I was trying to pick up a few more shifts as a nurse, trying to keep my registration, and it was easier when mum was babysitting. <laughs> and so I was there. And that was amazing because if I was in Charleville at the time, I would have been out there helping to muster with the kids in the wagon. I used to help where I could because I just loved all the action too. So I was in Brisbane and that was phenomenal that mum and dad could be there around me just to literally dad wrestled me to the ground when we got the final phone call to say he had actually passed away. Um, And yeah, that's the story. So there I was with my three little toddlers and we plonked them in front of the Nintendo for a few hours while I bawled my eyes out and talked on the phone to his uncle, whose property it was, who told us. And um, yeah, just just a messy few hours and there we were. And um, and I think the... The story that this one moment sums up the entire experience for me, and I have to share it to summarise the whole experience, but there was not a cloud in the sky when he passed away and mum and I were outside shortly after and I said, mum, wouldn't it be amazing if it rained today? Rain is like the most... um, I don't know, comforting thing for me. I don't know why. It's just a cosy vibe. And mum's like, yeah, that would be cool, but there's no clouds in the sky. And then like a few hours later, I kid you not, it was raining. And these this other family, close family friends of ours live in mum and dad's street. And they had heard what had happened. I think one of their kids had been over at the time when we got the phone call or something. And anyway, the kids came down and invited my kids to ride on the road in the rain. It's a cul-de-sac and that's yeah. what we do there. And I said, sure, you know, like I'd finished my crying. I was all out of tears. And so out we went into the rain a few hours after he'd passed away. And um, because it had been such a hot day, the road was really still very warm. But yeah. the rain is cold. As you know, if you stand in the rain, it's very cold. And this little girl, this was a very prophetic moment. And this sums up the whole thing for me. She said to me, Kylie, try lying down on the road. And I was like... You know, it was one of those moments where you put your hands up and you just surrender to whatever's going to happen because (laughs) I was all out of effort to try anything else. And um, I laid down on the road with her and the feeling of like the hot road and the cold rain was like so amazing. It was such a cool feeling and it was just like, and in that moment, it was like God was saying, if you try and stand up in your strength right now in the cold rain, it's going to be really cold and you're not going to like it. But if you just lie down in my arms in the warmth of the road, um, it's going to be actually a beautiful experience. And that's wow. honestly, that's what it was. I feel like God lifted 90% of the pain and it was a miracle and that was my experience. Wow. Yeah. That is <laughs> so weird. Amazing. Yeah. And I've talked about this before on the podcast is that the way God shows up in little moments yeah. that just mean so much And it's come up in pretty much every episode of this year is that one of our guests had said, this little thing happened, but it just showed me that God was there, which Mm. was just huge. And I love that. And I love that even in the sadder story you could imagine, you've got this picture and this you've got the feeling of that. Mm. I love that. Mm. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So how did you get these little people through? Well, to be honest, I always think back to this 
comment someone made about, you know, in a plane, they tell the adults to put their oxygen mask on first. I love that little scenario because I had to put my, well, I didn't really have a choice. I just went with the natural reaction, but my oxygen mask I put on first, honestly. Um, And that was just to absolutely saturate myself in worship and the word and good friends and family, but mostly like I would just hide myself in my room at mum and dad's house, my old room when I was a teenager there. And I would just like lie on the floor and just cry and let the worship music just keep playing and keep playing. When I hear that album now that I used to listen to, (laughs) I actually get sick when I hear it because of the, you know, the emotions that were brought up then. But that was my, like, that was my oxygen mask was just to absolutely saturate myself in. I literally took the word like medicine. So like little bits all throughout the day, like sitting at a cafe, just like, just grab a quick burst, you know, just like some visitors came over one day and I was not in the mood for visitors. So I just quickly ducked into the nearest room and mum's got her books everywhere. And I just grabbed a book and just you know, opened up, just found a little bit of the the Bible wherever I could and just saturated myself in the word and worship. Um, Prayer, yes. I wasn't as much into prayer, but I was into like, that's where I connected was worship with God. Um, The morning after Grant died, I woke up really early, you know, when you do when something big is on your head and I went kayaking like with Ellie. She was the only one awake. She was three at the time. And and I was like, come on, let's just go kayaking. And that's, and I look back now, that's my way of like connecting with God too, is like nature. So a lot of worship and a lot of nature. <laughs> yeah. And amazing people were around. Great. Um, but for the kids, the way that I helped them to actually answer your question was, um, of course, like cuddle them for longer at night. The, the tears usually came out at night. Yeah. Um, we'd have lots of and, – and years later too, we had a, a pet that died years later and it brought everything up back of our dad. And so lots of tears, lots of cuddling, lots of talking about it. Um, we have these memorabilia boxes, which I'll show you. They are – Something someone encouraged me to do where we just, they have one each. It's got like little photos on it and little things, magazine cutouts that remind us of dad. Yeah, and, um, and just some like dorky things inside, like his beanie, Aww. like photos. They've each, they each made one up, like little Aww. things they did with dad. Great. Like little handprints. Yeah. And that really, they love that. We pulled that out like every year around his birthday or around the time when he died. And that really, the kids like that. It really brings it all back to life. And, of course, the videos. We watch yes, that's all so the home great. videos. Someone put them all together for us and that Aww. was the best present. Yeah, um, Elizabeth Einside actually. It was so good. And um, so there's some of the ways. But also just letting them talk about it. Don't yeah. shut it down. Don't. They'd always tell random strangers, my dad died. He died in a gyrocopter, crashed straight into a tree, and they would be like, oh. Like, yeah. But just, like, let it roll and it was so natural. They still talk about it. And it's never been like a hide it away. Don't like, that's my biggest thing. Like, yeah, just let it keep. Yeah. That's talk really about great. it. Keep it in the light because it's in darkness where things, God, uh, the devil can do his thing. But in the light. Yeah, it's good. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. I love that. I had a conversation with a parent this morning about some other things that are going on in her daughter's life. And I just said, keep talking about it. Yeah, she's like, I don't know how. And I'm like, mm. you just need to start the conversation because, mm. as you said, when it's hidden and dark in the darkness and mm. not spoken about, it just has this power. Whereas mm. if we bring it into the light. Well, any secrets is that's the same right. thing. But yes. Yeah. Yes. Actually, just to answer the kid question too, like um, there was – like my kids are really quite young. Yeah. But, so it, I feel like they're a lot more um, – what's that word? I can never pick that word um, – 
they're easier to adapt. It yeah. wasn't it was normal for them after two years that dad wasn't there because they were only four. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. less. But they even would ask questions like, Mum, why don't we just all die and then we can go to heaven? Like, why don't we just jump up? They literally said one day, Robbie said, can we climb up that tree, Mum, and we'll just all jump out, we'll all die, and then we can all wow. go to heaven and be with Dad. And I was like, oh, heavy. I was yeah. driving at the time. And I was like, no, like we've still got – God's got so much for us here on earth, like so many cool things and adventures to do. And he's got so many friends that he wants us to meet to show about God because they not, not many people here know about God. So we've got important jobs. Wow. So, yeah. That was a, a big part of the kid topic yeah. that I had to answer to. Yeah. Um, that it would look different if they were older and I'm not true. sure how to lead an older child through that. But that's that true. was my thing, just talk about it lots. Yeah, that's Even great. those sorts of crazy topics. Yes, yeah. yes. And then you had your fourth baby. Yes. And that must have been a very strange experience of joy and more grief and everything else rolled into having a baby. Yeah, it was really wild. I think it really helped me through the time. Like I had wow. this nine-month, well, eight-and-a-half-month milestone to really look forward to, um, which was like kind of carried me through, you know, like a mini goal, <laughs> <laughs> mini maxi goal. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it was wild. I had my both my sisters and my mum in there and I, the midwife would have thought I was crazy. I had Bible verses plastered everywhere. And I was a Christian before, but I really went nuts, like on the God topic. Like yeah. I just absolutely saturated myself. And um, yeah, a friend who had also lost his wife and was left with four boys, um, he said to me, you'll look back on this time and you'll say that my worst times were my best times. And I was like, whatever. And I do, I look back now and I was like, oh, I was so close to God then. Like, yeah, it wow. was it was actually good in that way. Yeah. yeah, and that's God's economy, right? Yeah. Taking the pain and making it into glory for him. Yeah. So I'll make amazing. The, yeah. So we're eight years down the track. What yeah, has healing looked like for you? Um, a lot of distraction therapy, <laughs> I guess, with four kids um, and lots of amazing family and friends around. My my mum-in-law um, pretty much almost lived with us for a long time and was almost like a second parent. Wow. Um, and I even went back to like leading worship and stuff like almost straight after because she was so hands-on. She would yeah. – my neighbour would mow the lawn when we were at church, like people would cook meals for me and that really, it all added up. Even if just one family, all they did was cook a meal, like it just meant so much and Bridget and Ben were phenomenal. Ben was my ultimate handyman yeah. and they came and lived with me during COVID, which was another God incident. Yeah. Um, so Now we've had Bridget on the podcast before yeah, yeah. and her story is that she went to comfort you Mm -hmm. In this time of grief. Yep. And she didn't know what to do with her hands. Mm. So she started making earrings. Mm. And I now look at you and Bridget and oh. look at this story because I'm, uh, people listening may not know, but Bridget uh, runs Poppy Lane, which is a yep. fabulous uh, jewellery. You do everything these days. Top cases and like, handbags, yep. but abstract and, art. Yeah, yep. And Kylie's the artist. Yeah. behind it yeah so I think I've said this to Kylie before but she could like sell her jeans because when she comes <laughs> to pick up her kids she just has jeans with all these amazing colors on them uh, but I just you know that new song that's going around 
and I oh. saw her shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but I love that I've just made this connection, but the tragedy in your family has brought about this new business venture for you and your sister. Oh, yeah. Insane. And it has brought so much colour and life to our community. Like you can just walk through Highlands and you can go, oh, look, there's Poppy Lane. Oh, look, there's a Poppy Lane thing. Oh, look, there's a Poppy Lane. I never thought about the colour factor and like the colour out of the grief. That's crazy, eh? But I I just think that's a beautiful thing that you and your sister have come through this time together and now you're making something that mm. makes people happy. So mm. thank you for that, taking all of that and creating something amazing. Thank you. That's really a whole nother podcast on generosity because when they were generous and they gave up their business they already had and came out to Charleville for me, they thought they were coming for me, then this business popped in her lap. Yeah. And that was just God like fully blessing them for their generosity and I was it was crazy and now I got a job out of it too. But, yeah, for them yeah. I was like, Wow. Yeah, this is great. Mm. I love the God threads through mm-hmm. all of these stories, even though they're super sad. He sure does. Yeah. So we're just wrapping, going to wrap up this story, which is a beautiful story of loss and grief, but then also rebuilding and future. And so I just want to ask you if you have any takeaway tips that you can give people who are struggling to move through their grief. What are some things? Now, this is an off the cuff. We've had a little bit of time to prep. So although Kylie's very wise, I have given her a little bit of warning. So what do you think? What are some tips you could give to families? Um, I've actually got four main things that really help, I think. Firstly, saturate yourself in God, like I had already said. Like if it's worship, if it's get out in creation, if it's study the word, I don't or listen to podcasts. Surround yourself with friends and family, whatever it is that is your way of connecting with God. Just absolutely saturate yourself. Just leave worship music on all day, all night, whatever it is. Saturate yourself. Take him like medicine. Um, Think on the good things. This is all part of saturating yourself in God. He says throughout the Bible um, to, to focus on the good things, the positive things, the beautiful things. And write like a list of thank yous almost every morning if you wow. have to. I don't usually wake up in a good mood, but after – a few thank yous. I'm like, oh man, I'm so blessed. Thank you, Lord. And yeah, literally just like, thank you for clothes. Thank you for my house. Thank you for that I have a job, you know? And then, so that's number one, saturate yourself in him. Um, Number two, this is a bit of a weird one, but I found it really good to listen to other people's stories that were actually sadder than mine. This is the weirdest like thing to do, (laughs) but I was ironing one day and I was having a bit of a pity party and I was crying and I was like, this sucks, Lord. And then I was just happened to have vision on and this really sad story came on of, of a widow in some third world country and she's got kids and she had to walk to the well to get water. And I was like, okay, I'm fine. Thank you, Lord. And I was like, literally fine after that. So get some good books, some good audio books if you can't, don't have time for books. And um, yeah, just like actually listening to other people's sad stories. That's so depressing, but that's a good way. I don't know. Number three was force yourself to um, make some good memories quite soon after. So um, this was something that really helped me because I could look back on not just my happy marriage with Grant, but my life since then and be like, oh, we went to Fraser Island. Like only three months after he died, some friends invited us to Fraser Island and I actually went with the kids and we went camping and it was so good. And um, what was the other one that we did straight after? Oh yeah. The day after his funeral, we went water skiing with all the people that were there for his funeral. And it was so fun. And it was just good to think like, oh, 
it's still like we're still able to have fun life and fun yeah, memories. That's true. It doesn't have to be that that big or adventurous, but just something um, that'll remind you that life goes on and good times are still possible. Um, and fourth one is um, let it remind you, let the death or the the grief of whatever happened remind you and spur you on to what actually matters in life. So. Love people, love God, and go out and make disciples. That is the main thing we're here for. And um, life is short, and it's a very, very obvious reminder. So, yeah, yeah, great. That's all I got. <laughs> well, I have had the delight of teaching one of your children. So I have your eldest in my art class. Oh yes, and he is a delight. <laughs> he is funny. <laughs> and kind Aww. and creative. Thank you. And it's just a delight. So I've kind of um, been able to reflect on my conversation with you Aww, by you. looking at him and just he's hopping around at the moment <laughs> um, and just what a delightful young man he is. And I'm just excited for him because <laughs> he will make a fine young man. Thank you. And he's just delightful. And that is because you have invested the time and you've invested in his faith and you've invested in his future, even though he has such a sad story. So I am honoured to have you here. I'm honoured to teach your kids. And thank you. Thank, thank you. you for coming. Thank you. That's the best compliment. It's been an <laughs> honour. Thank you, Belinda. Yeah, great. If you have any questions or suggestions for us here at More Than OK, you can email us at morethanok at qld.edu.au. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you are struggling with grief or loss, uh, we are here. Uh, you can contact us. Um, there are also some really great services out there like Lifeline and Kids Helpline for Kids. And just look after yourself if you are going through grief and loss. We just pray that this podcast has been useful and that hearing Kylie's story has helped you in some way uh, through your own grief. We all go through grief and loss. may not be as big as Kylie's story, but we all walk the story of grief and loss in our lives. So I hope that this podcast has been helpful and we hope that you and your family are more than okay. Okay.